With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Featuring Dave AC, The Sixth Doctor, and Randall Thor. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Cultum Collective Commentaries. Yes, Dave and I are back. Hello, Dave. Hi, Ian. Um, I'll tell you what, though. I've uh, been looking all around these cellars that we've been in, you know, mm-hmm. checking out the wines, but um, no sign. Hide a hair of uh, Mike again. Hmm. Well, the Katsurama module came back about five minutes ago, and there's no sign of him in there either. So I don't know where or when he is um so uh yeah he may have he he, he may have uh time traveled uh, back to when we were doing luther and he might be over on one of those commentaries <laughs> uh, never mind there's wine yes there is wine all right <laughs> in this cellar yes there is wine in this cellar as well as on tarns but uh they're kind of like the white wines, so they're leaving Dave and I alone with the reds. No, 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 no. They make wine out of grapes, not out of sultanas. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, at least you're not eating the rats again. <laughs> uh, oh, rat. Uh, what was that, what was that uh, podcast Mike did? <laughs> the Rat Project. <laughs> there you are. He's off on his Rat Project. There you go. All right, if we haven't given it away yet, we're talking all over the top of the third part, the final part of The Two Doctors, starring, of course, Colin Baker and Patrick Troughton. So uh, I think we should embark on this last episode. So yes, if uh, if uh, you're ready, Dave, with your official BBC copy of part three of The Two Doctors at the ready, we'll begin. I am more than ready. Excellent. And if everybody is ready at home, we shall count you in. In five, four, three, two, one, lay. Now, as they start with the credits and no teaser before, remember, um, we've got a certain man hovering, hovering over our beloved Perry. It's me. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was me in a picture uh, of Nicola O'Brien. Sorry. Uh, nothing to do with this episode at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do actually have a photo album of, of Nicola Bryant and yeah. Colin Baker. Um, prized photos from back in their time. As, in, in now, here's Who. something you'll hardly ever see in Doctor Who and this companion tripping and falling. Yeah. Highly unusual. Oops, I tripped. I'm a companion. He he caught up to her rather quick after that trip. Yeah. She'd be right behind her. Now, shock Ivy, be a gentleman. Be a gentleman. Oh, 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 oh. Easy, Dave. I, th- I think we saw a bit of prime cut there, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Fleshy beast. Oh, <laughs> I suppose you mean the male does it with that? Yeah, that, that, right. Okay, I should do the oh. Meanwhile, our two identical Sontarans, yes, I can't tell which one's which. <laughs> Oh, he's told you. Now you know who he is. 
Mm. Oh, that's the one. The shorter one. Wasn't it nearly always the ninth battle one? Uh, I'm trying to remember in Horror Fang Rock whether it was the eighth or the ninth battle fleet. Yeah. What? Mm. Oh, he's ruthless, people. Yep. Oh, he's got one of those new Apple uh, pencils to control the computer, Ian. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) What was... Oh, no, that was quick. Is Mike in there with you? Yeah. Nice little duck. No, Steve, Steve Jobs there. famously said, who wants a stylus with a a thing? And, and now they've produced this, uh, this pencil. Yeah. Huh? Have you no honour? Hello. Here comes Dirk. Oh, I bet that hurt your knee, Ian. Yeah. Oh, that was quite good effects. Uh. Uh. And look, there we see green blood coming out from the wound. Ready in one, two, three, snap. snap. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Something you and I are always doing. Yep. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> Well, before we started, I, as I said, I was rooting around in the cellar and I found a rather passable old vines, Spanish uh, Na- Navarra, I think it's pronounced. Mm. So uh, that's what I'm drinking in. What did you f- get from the cellar? Well, Mr. Glover presented me with a very nice Marlborough Pinot Noir from New Zealand. Oh, it's good as being home almost. Yes. Tastes like home. Nobody questioned why he's in the foyer now, but... <laughs> well, you know the answer, don't you, Ian? Worst escape ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> Answers on the postcard, which episode that comes through yeah. from Ten Doctor Story. Shock eye, the do. <laughs> Oh, we're going to have a ginger doctor, Ian. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my giddy aunt. Oh. Oh, dear me. Huh? 
Oh. <laughs> Little uh, close shave there. <laughs> He's got one track mind this bloke, doesn't he? <laughs> when it comes to Nicola Bryant, I pretty much do as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, these were definitely the uh, weakest elements, I think. Yeah. Now, are these the only one are these the only ones that had uh, like goatee beards. I don't remember um, seeing the others have goatee beards. Oh. The masks aren't brilliant either. No. And the collars just wobble around far too much for my liking. Yeah, they just look like plastic collars sitting around them. Yeah. Rather yeah. than being part of the suit. Uh, and I believe they could only do limited time outside. It was, they were getting to 100 degrees out there. Oh, oh. yeah. Another one, the naughty man. Did you see that? <laughs> Colin, you naughty boy. <laughs> From what I remember of, uh, whether it was on commentary or, or uh, notes, uh, they did a, a, another take of, uh, of that scene in which they dumped an entire bucket of water over poor Nicola Bryant. Oh! And it, it was removed for the wet T-shirt contest, was it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they had that one last take of the night and, and, you know, so they completely drenched the poor girl. Oh, dear. I mean, you can see how dry the vegetation is. It must have really been... Uh, oh. Yeah. And Dragamata, all right. <laughs> Let's give a first time check. Nine minutes and thirty five seconds. Because this episode went out second of March nineteen eighty five and the the viewership had gone up from six million to six point nine million. Gosh March that's just a few months before my daughter Rosalind was born in. Oh wow. Born in June eighty five. Ah. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case we happen to want to kill some Santarans. Why th why three? They only had two Santarans with them. Why do they want three canisters? Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, that looks still looked like foam. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, I'm guessing it was supposed oh. to symbolize how strong he is. Well, well, yeah, yes. Well, the, the, the first part broke before he even pushed on it. Yeah. Hello. How many times in Doctor Who have they had two people side by side on a... Oh, yeah. hello. Not a good look, Patrick. Now I'm getting hungry. Oh. <laughs> Indeed. And I only had two pork pies for my supper. Mm. Mini pork pie. Well, small. I hope it wasn't a full Bare. pork pie. But a barely morsel. Yeah, rather than bugger. I don't know. 
The double cross begins. Hello? We got leaf blowers there. <laughs> And there will be quiet moments on this commentary, folks, because... Um, we're watching. <laughs> we've, yeah, we're watching, but we've covered quite a lot of the... Uh, inv- oh, hang on. They look a little bit like um, Klingon, what they call, the ones that Worf Battler. uses. Battler. The blade Battler. part of it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah Very Battler-like. With a hoover in the middle. Yeah. And they hoover in the middle. Yeah, you take both guns. Oh, that that collar is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. It just wobbles around. Especially since it's supposed to be fitted to a probic vent, you know. Yeah. Now, it's supposed to be a gas, not a... That looks more like phosphorus or something. Yeah. Say coronic acid, I think. Yeah. Not quite sure in that confined space she needs two, but oh. Hello? We are a couple of swells. We live in the best hotels. <laughs> we shall walk down the avenue, of course we. Oh, sorry, turn people off singing on a commentary. Sorry, you were saying I was um, um, preoccupied. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it almost needs a PG rating this episode. <laughs> just staying abreast of the com- 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 commentary. <laughs> Ah, right. She's very uh, looking delightful, I must admit. Mm -hmm. Now, to the opposite effect, he looks rather uh, worse for wear. Just a bit. Told him to use a hanky. Oh. Oh dear. Oh no. Shepherd's fine. What? (laughs) What about a plowman's lunch? (laughs) Don't trip. Yes, uh, I think uh, we'll be talking a few times during this about the uh, the violence rating of this show. Yeah. Now that to me didn't look like Patrick from the back. It's probably the hat. Oh. Not not. Not a simple knocking out, as you will hear in a minute. Hello. Uh. You think they checked that he was dead? <laughs> I know he just got hit in the back, and like uh. must be a hell of a blow. But then again, an androgen is supposed to um, be extremely strong, I, so he probably think... broke his spine and. Well, I think for the plot point of view, he had to die. And as much as if he didn't die, they'd have, they'd have to leave one of them behind to, you know, to call an ambulance or something. Right. You'd hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't bother going out tonight, mate. You'll not trap. No. I'd stay at home. Get yourself cleaned up. Have some chicken soup. <laughs> 
No good without the ah, tranquilizer. See, that was Mike's red button at the back. Ah. Proof they actually were in Seville. Yeah. Could have done a little more running around in Seville, but, you know, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> a bit of Spanish guitar to help us out. Yep. Oh, of course. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that about you, Perry. <laughs> Again, you know, there's there's her asking the, some more question. You know, how yeah, how the two of you both here at the same point. You know, and the doctor this time makes a joke out of it. You know, uh, what, uh... yeah. Mm. Uh. Encroute means uh, cooked inside pastry, usually puff pastry. Usually the meat's uh, wrapped in a pancake and then cabbage leaves and then uh, pastry on the outside, a little bit like you would with the beef wellington. Okay. There we go. Yeah, getting peckish myself now. Yeah. At the twenty-minute mark, remember these are forty-five-minute episodes, so this would be part five if we were watching uh, the normal twenty-five-minute ones. Right. Uh, that's called an invitation, Dastari. You're oh. pulled. <laughs> Gosh, he's still going. And, of course, he's trying to get to his spaceship, which is what you heard him say. Yep. Oh, got there quick. Now, I'm not quite sure whether somebody said they'd rigged that or not. But... Here we are in Oscar's restaurant. Not Alice's. <laughs> There's your young lady friend that you haven't perhaps told us too much about yeah. yet, Ian. Uh, Carmen Gomez. Playing Anita. She's also been seen in uh, the Aphrodite Inheritance. Not the Andrigam Inheritance, the Aphrodite Inheritance. Uh, it was also, uh, following this, it was in Star Cops. Ruth Rendell Mysteries. Surgical Spirit. Uh, Delzeal and Pasco. And the last time we saw her on our screens was in 1997 in A Dance to the Music of Time. And a little bit of a compliment to uh, Twilight Zone there. Uh, Do you serve humans? Uh, which is uh, To Serve Man, the famous uh, Twilight episode. Right. And to give mention of some of the extras that we've seen uh, peppered around uh, Seville, uh Nejit Salath, uh, Michael Enreria, Iris Everson, Maria Eldridge, 
Patrick Edwards, John Holland, Tim Milsom, Glenna Simmons, and June Esther. It's a cooker cat. It's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> Hello. Well, she's performing her socks off this week. <laughs> I love that line, dude. Small mammals are very, quite flavorsome when baked. <laughs> Off we go. I wonder if it's happening more quickly for him because he's in such, you know, um, proximity to to his other self, or whether the other doctors are, you know, briefly experienced this, you know. We've got to assume so. It's got to have come up through the regenerations, hasn't it? Right. Hello? It's a nice outfit she's in. <laughs> I, I, uh, by the way, I was looking up when he was talking before when he mentioned uh, a Strasbourg goose foie grand croute. Um, to buy one, uh, especially swine food, here in the page I'm looking at, £215. That's. Uh, $350 for one. Oof. Exclusive foie gras Strasbourg en croute, a gourmet speciality featuring George Buck's famous foie gras de Strasbourg with truffles wrapped in a high-quality round pastry crust, a bit like the pork pies I had, but they were more like $3 each. Right. <laughs> oh, it does say it serves six people. Oh. Speciality towards your Christmas food. I like that word, Trencherman. Uh, Oscar, Oscar's very actually well realised. Mm, he is. The other thing that brought to mind, and I think we've talked about this, um, I think with Lewis, wasn't it, on the quiz show, reminds you of the Mr. Creosote. Uh, from um, Monty Python, mm. who famously ate and ate and ate the very fat man, and he, the last thing he asked for is a wafer thin mint. Right, and then explodes. Uh, <laughs> explodes. Bon vivant. Bon vivant, not pom. The note. <laughs> now, I, I don't understand why he said the nine planets. Wasn't the usual expression in Doctor Who, you know, the uh, the five known galaxies or something like that? I'm sure that's the usual expression. Mm. Dog? 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 Dog. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Mm. Come on, Oscar. Gird your lines. Yeah. <laughs> He's passed that. Uh. Uh. This was actually uh, no. cut from. Uh, I, I well, uh, I didn't see it in New Zealand. Um, I did Wait. see it on videotape uh, sometime later at a Doctor Who fan club meeting. Uh, it's quite. I mean, the innocent bystanders have been shot all over the place in Dot Two, right. but for some reason that that was definitely much more. Not by the look on the doctor's face. No. No. Oh, 
I was sure when I, I remember when I first watched it, it would have been more in character to him have fainted. Right. And then the doctor said, actually, he's only fainted. It's it's only a flesh wound. And I think that would have worked better. I mean, sometimes you can think that's sort of cheating death. I mean, you know what's happened in recent Doctors where uh, certain companions have died over and over again uh, right. without naming any Rory's. <laughs> uh, but I think in that case, it would have been... Because, you know, about three occasions we've talked about is he's uh, being frightened to tackle things and run away from things. I think it would have been more appropriate for Oscar just to have fainted there. Right. Unfortunately, the thin white shirt does give away the uh, pad there that's mm. containing the blood. I thought his bra had slipped. <laughs> <laughs> This way. <laughs> that reminds me a bit of the three doctors, that. <laughs> Hello? Menacing music in the background. Twenty nine minutes just gone. That's actually rather an expensive looking gun she's got there for the usual props. Gotta give her props for that. Ah. Looks like he's got crayons in there. As 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 a th though, yeah. I I think rather than bullets, I think it is spices. Yeah, I think you were right. He cut his own spice rack with it. Tenderizers and all sorts. Right. Now, it's come round a bit, Shock Eye, because, oh well. Well, <laughs> if you remember, Shockeye said he'd been betrayed by her. So, not quite sure why he's suddenly uh, yeah, being so back uh... to the fold. Yeah, I don't know why. Why we need a close-up of that? Ah, no. Oh, Perry again. She's been through enough. Oh, that's okay. She's... Mike's been in there. <laughs> but she's been mauled, poked, prodded, almost dissected. Now she's going to be vaporized. She had a lot to put out with. Yeah. Mm. Well, another one getting his hands on her. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Two suckling pigs. Family size payer. Of course, I saw you was at the uh, Manchester Food and Wine Festival uh, this weekend, and yeah. uh, I was eating a pulled pork sandwich. It was lovely. The 30 or 40 wines are before it. Just helped it go down very nicely. <laughs> Samples, of course, not... Yeah. Dave actually thought he had two pulled pork sandwiches. But after, <laughs> after he'd eaten the first one, the second one had disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Now, again, putting the, putting the keys there, was that to tease them? Or did he want them to escape? Yeah. No. Yeah, you were th- you were hanging by the skin of your teeth there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Rather good. Apparently, um, everybody got on very, uh, very well. Uh, Just say that again, please. Apparently they all got on very, very well. Oh, good. Uh, well, apparently they all got on. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, very well, especially, yeah. All struggled together, yeah. I think, uh, if I remember the story correctly, uh, Colin was actually uh, roommates with uh, with uh, one of Pat's sons. And so he, they, oh, you yes. know, they've been... I've heard that story, yeah. yeah. So they were already known to each other and and um, got on very well. And there was a lot of hijinks uh, from a, a famous photo of of them uh, um, playing around in the, in the swimming pool in Seville. Oh. The key! <laughs> Leave me the bloody key! <laughs> <laughs> it's quite it's quite a bloodthirsty episode. Oh yes. Can't remember where we've said this, but um this, as I say, was recorded on uh, second. Well, sorry, aired on the second of March, nineteen eighty-five. So it was recorded a little bit before that. But um, Patrick Troughton died on the twenty-seventh of March, uh, nineteen eighty-seven. Mm. So only two years after this episode, two days after his sixty-seventh birthday. Yeah. Wow. I knew some people who actually blamed Americans for his death because he died at an American convention. Uh, I think it's it, uh, I, I know Lewis has put up on Podshock uh, a while back a really good old uh, interview with Patrick Troughton a, mm. a while back. Yeah, I think I've listened to that too. In one of the, uh, I think on one of the original broadcasts of that interview. Right. Well, careful. Yeah. Uh, careful. Uh, they do a bit of a swap with this knife. It's got a bit... Look at that, it's got bent. Yeah. It's got... Oof. And, of course, running around with a knife, they had to use a safety one there. I think that was definitely a rubber one. Yeah. So that's two two leg cuts... You see there, it's a completely different knife there. Yep. And coming up is another cut made by, uh, I'm not sure who, but uh, I know it was a cut from some versions. People far better versed in this than I will know, such as Paul Schoon's 
would be able to tell you exactly where it was cut from. Right. At first, when she was holding her side, I thought, I thought Shockeye had stabbed her. You know, because he thought he'd been betrayed. I thought he'd stabbed her there, and they they badly edited it. But of course, it's not. It's the Andrigum nature coming out with the scent of the. But she wants to taste what what a time lord would taste like. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I can see. Yep, that was cut. From... Obviously problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was licking blood. Yeah. It was rather kind of. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you can, they can show the blood being tamed, but you can't show somebody. Hello? Huh? You see, again, they couldn't do a scene like this with a with a real knife in his hand. It's just oh. too dangerous. Health and safety. Health and safety. Yeah. Isn't he Shocker the running Grig? <laughs> and here's the stuff that Ofka left behind before yep. when they saw the space shaft, uh, spacecraft come overhead. His lamp, his lamp for attracting moths and his, uh, his stuff to, uh, to sort of stun them before he pinned them. Yep. Cyanide. Cyanide. With the water. A bit of MacGyvering going on here. A bit of chloroform, I assume. There we go. It's got a big knife out now. See, the makeup doesn't work in the sunlight. No. Your crispies are showing. Yeah, he's probably behind the tree. Well, that's it. I'm, I'm not taking up butterfly hunting now. <laughs> Moth hunting, too dangerous. No. There we go. Ugh. Colin. That's one of Ian's <laughs> sort of jokes. Yeah. Well, it is the Colin Baker uh, joke book that I do have. Oh, right. Of course, it would be. Oh. And of course, his change of heart is seeing her, her nature resurfacing. Right. God, about Serverland coming out there, I think. Yep. Oh, a masterful escape. If you see Mike out there, come, come home. Oh, we don't make these sets anymore. Do they? Don't make it. Oh. oh, hello. Not a good look. <laughs> Not to be necessary. That and high remote control. Uh, the key different there. One of those. I'd forgotten about this bit. <laughs> Whistle. I mean, that makes David ten. Sorry, the tenth doctor's uh, snapping of his fingers. <laughs> you know, well. Silence in the library. 
Forest of the Dead. Hello. Getting a <laughs> But that wasn't scripted. <laughs> she looks a bit surprised, actually. I think you're right. <laughs> Just. <laughs> And there he goes. <laughs> wasn't at the same time. It's in two it's in the same time in two places. Uh no, that's not right. <laughs> No gumble jacks. Just so I was getting hungry as well. Wow. <laughs> Nice to see Jamie back on screen as well. Oh, yeah. Poor Oscar, James Saxon. Yep. Quite long credit sees. Yeah. One thing I have to say that, that uh, if you happen to have this uh, the, the DVD, of course, in front of you and you're watching this, uh, make sure to watch it again with the uh, uh, with the oh, what's the the production uh, notes? Oh yeah, they, they're, uh, they're always worth close, a, yeah yeah they're always worth a, a look. They've also always got really good information. Plus, uh, they do uh, include at the end of these uh, additional credits. People who weren't necessarily mentioned in in the, the the final credit sequence, which I always appreciate the fact that they go to that length to to include the extras that don't necessarily get a mention, and um, and some of the production people that don't get a mention sometimes. So yeah, and plus, yeah, Paul Schoons does some really nice work uh, on on some of these titles, and uh, yeah, you can Dave will be able to tell you what episode that was that we spoke to him about as. Uh, uh, production um, title thingies. I, I will shortly. Yeah, you will shortly. But first, a wrap up. And I'll go first since it's, uh, I think this one was my choice. Yes. Yeah, um, please do. Great story. I'm actually always very, uh, very fond of this one. Not because of its setting. Um, I mean, although Seville does make for a nice little backdrop. Uh, probably could have done with having if we were going to have an overseas location might have done with having somewhere a bit more well known um it always seems a bit like where we want to take our holidays this year <laughs> oh we'll go to seville it's nice and warm there right yeah um very well put together piece actually i think uh we've got uh you know, in three factions, we've got our good guys. We've got uh, two sets of bad guys, you know, of course, so we can have the double cross going on in there. You know, the Suntarans are always out for themselves. Um, and, of course, uh, the, the the one guy getting redeeming himself at the end, you know, Destari kind of coming around and seeing the error of his ways in, in, in watching Cassini, um following her instincts again and realizing that, that all of his hard work really, she was still uh, an androgum buried, you know, deep within there. And uh, that, that nothing really was ever going to change that. And uh, unfortunately, we don't get to see that on screen. We don't get to see his, um, his change back, his realization. It's always, it's, it's done off camera, which is a bit of a disappointment, I guess. Uh, you don't get to see, his his turn back. Uh, Suntarans are a bit of a disappointment. Overly tall costumes aren't you know what they could be. Uh, the collars definitely are um, 
I bet Naf. Um, I mean, we're, we're so used to um, to seeing some tyrants now with with you know uh, the the effects work that uh, that that's been done on them, and you know how how well realized they look now, uh, how uniformed. Um, so looking back on this, it, it makes them work even less. And, you know, of course, having very, very tall Sontarans does not work, unfortunately, and makes this a bit of a joke bit. Um, but even so, they're, they're still a good ruthless enemy, you know, worthy of, of, of being included in a, um, a two-doctor story. Uh, yeah, everything's well acted, well put together. Uh, some good effects work, considering its age. Uh, the, the landing of... Uh, of uh, the Sontaran ship, the uh, disappearance of the the Kartsrama module, even even just the Kartsrama module itself, it would have been so easy to go with another TARDIS, uh, uh, you know. But what they did is instead they just decided to replicate the time travel possibility. So it's just a very simplistic kind of uh, time travel cabinet, really. Um, they didn't try to replicate the the ability to, to to fit you know an entire army inside of of something and then make it time travel they just you know stuck with the cabinet so yeah all in all it's it's a great story i've i've always enjoyed this one i enjoy um colin's uh part of this especially um the the, the segments where he's you know getting the andrigam uh part to his personality uh some of my favorite Colin Baker lines are in there. There's more than one way to cook a cat. Dog? Where's the dog? <laughs> um, Nicola, again, uh, I said it many times throughout the, the commentary, they gave her some very intelligent lines and um, and, and it, it shows her character up really well uh, to a point. Uh, and that point of course, when she's running down the hill and twists her ankle and trips and falls. And does the whole, you know, companion thing, which is a bit of a disappointment. But you know, you've got to have the peril in there, and just being cornered or whatever just doesn't have that excitement, I guess. Uh, especially when you're surrounded by you know hillsides and stuff like that, and you've got to make use of your surroundings. Uh, but all in all, yeah. Uh, I think this is a fantastic episode. I could watch this again right now um, and, and enjoy it. Uh, I do kind of, I guess, I agree with some of the cuts that they made for violence. Um, looking at them now, they still seem a bit uh, over the top for Doctor Who uh, of the time, especially. Um, especially the Doctor being involved in, in, in two of the deaths. Um you know, the, the, the truck driver being whacked and the doctor not caring and then Oscar Oscar Rodgeby being dispatched to me. The doctor was unconscious at the time, but he was still part of that, that party at the time and it, it it does seem a little over the top for the doctor to be involved in that death. And then actually um, dispatching um, uh, Shockeye because... Uh, He's been uh, put in mothballs. He was actually... I'm assuming he was killed. Because um, it was never said that he was just knocked down. He was, you know, dispatched. And the Doctor, rather than run away or, or lose him or, him, you know, falling and, and tripping and, and, and dying or something. No, the Doctor actually actively kills him. Uh, so, yeah... There was there was uh, some violence involved in uh, in this episode, which is a bit on the bloodthirsty side. But again, yeah, one of my favorite episodes, and uh, I love it. So, Dave, your wrap up. Well, yeah, uh, and remember, we we did uh, episode two. We didn't really do any talking after that. So, this sort of wrap up. Well, I suppose we ought to really cover the whole three um, three parts. You think? Well, you know. Uh, it, it should be rather rapidly cleared up story, but of course it is the equivalent of uh, six 25-minute episodes, so there's an awful lot going on. 
a little bit of um, repetition maybe um i'm not sure it could so I'd, maybe it could have been done as a two-part story but on the whole it kept my interest all the way through um always nice to see uh, a multi-story doctor uh, thing and of course whenever we do commentaries like this Ian, i don't know about you but it always brings to my mind you know when are we going to have a multi-story uh, you know doctor come back and i don't buy mean by that uh, you know the little um 10th doctor and the fifth doctor and a little five minute special i'm talking right. about a full-blown you know the four doctors the you know well we probably won't see the ninth doctor but um you know maybe the 8th Doctor, 8th, 10th, 11th and 12th together or something of that sort. It really does mean... Now, having said that, we, we've talked about it before. It's a little bit... I mean, I, I'm always critical of... I'm going off topic here a little bit. Uh, I'm always critical of uh, always having to do Christmas specials because they always have to be more Christmassy Christmas than every Christmas. And, and I think sometimes that can get a little bit overbearing. Um, I mean, I did like the Snowman uh, episode recently and uh, the next Doctor and one or two of the others. But um, the trouble with multi-Doctor stories as well is you've sort of got to break from the mould. You've got to be, there's got to be a little bit more humour and so on. And I think the second Doctor and Jamie absolutely needed in this episode because this quite a dark episode um as you were saying you think there was quite a bit of editing going on with some of the international um copies that went out and and, and don't forget what happened as far as i remember uh the bbc would send out the copy as as went out on air here in the uk maybe knowing a certain um country australia or whatever they may have pre-edited it right and then of course you've got the edits that are due to time restraints for countries where they have adverts but this is one you definitely feel as though the violence could have been cut down i, I felt that certainly the one that that should have been um, modified is um, the oscar one uh, i think the way they set his whole character up this sort of uh, rather fluffy but well well, well presented uh, character, um, uh, very old fashioned in his outlook, very sort of gentlemanly, courteous, and um, observing the niceties and uh, his, his, his old English expressions and his and his, his, his almost pacifist hobbies of, well, perhaps not killing butterflies, but you know what I mean? His, um, the whole persona, it would have been in character for it to have been a, basically a a superficial uh, flesh so flesh um, injury and him you know having fainted rather than collapsed uh, and I think that was just one too bloodthirsty thing by far right uh, but all in all I did like the story uh, uh, being Patrick Troughton before the 10th doctor came was my favorite doctor so here we are Ian and myself uh, with Ian's favourite Doctor and, and what was for many, many years my favourite Doctor. Uh, and two companions... I mean, I think um, Nicola Bryant gets a, a bad rap from some people. Don't forget, they've got to, to deliver the lines they're given. But she comes in for an awful lot of stick. The same, I think, with Tegan, Tegan Jovanka. I think she... Um, Got a little bit of a hard rap from some people because uh, I, I I I quite liked her, um, but um, yes, I I liked the story. Um, it was nice to have a, a filmed episode. Uh, the quality is maintained pretty well on all the outdoor scenes, um, and we have enough to do for all the different participants in it. Um, so yes, it helped me. The 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 major flaw, of course, was the the way the Sontarans were realised and represented, and that's not against the acting of the two part people that played the parts, but um, that should have that should have got uh, hammered out in some way. Um, it, it wasn't really on to have a race of uh, beings from a heavy gra gravity planet uh, who are clones to not be you know, of the shorter stature, the stocky belt, the slow-moving 
nature of the Suntaran and, and more identical looking. And um, uh, again, one of the other drawbacks of actually having the outside filming was um, that, that it showed up those failures even more. So I'll not go on too long because this was your choice, but I did enjoy it and I was quite happy to talk about it. Just let me mention, yes, uh, Paul Schoons uh, joined us uh, with one of our Colton specials interview with Paul Schoons. Infotext is the word you were looking for, Ian. Text, the one, infotext. Yeah, this was before we did episode uh, 69. So it's between X, episode 69 and 68. And we recorded that, would you believe, 17th of October, 2010 almost five years ago a month short of five years ago um and i should just say because he was a an excellent uh, is an excellent guy and a good friend of yours he also is the author of a reference book the comic strip companion the unofficial and unauthorized guide to doctor who in comics 1964 to 1979 got a feeling there's going to be a second uh, book come out maybe following on from that at some point uh, but he's done the Infotext. I haven't got the list here of the ones he's done, but I think he's done it for about uh, about eight of the different DVDs. I think Planet of Fire was one of them. Um, I can't remember. Unfortunately, the pages I was quickly able to bring up uh, doesn't uh, list the ones uh, that he's done. But, um, yeah, Paul Schoon's um, great little interview. If you can give that a listen, we'd appreciate that. Also, uh, if you're into uh, sci-fi collectibles, etc., and you especially happen to live in uh, New Zealand or, or even Australia, I think they ship internationally. So uh, check out retrospace.co.nz. Uh, they have lots of yummy stuff. So, yeah, that's owned by uh, Paul Schoons and uh, Rachel Schoons. Well, I suppose we ought to mention that if we're doing that, the, <laughs> the bro- what was it broadcast... With a Z in the middle of it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Rochelle. Rochelle. I said it wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should mention <laughs> Mr. John Preddle. Uh, and, yeah, as you were saying, continue. I'll drink wine. How's that? Good? Uh, well, you can might drink wine now, but I've got a feeling you'll be doing <sighs> some editing as well. <laughs> no. No. It's, it's, I'll blame everything on the wine and we'll continue on as, as, as planned. Okay, well, I think we'll ought to wrap up there. Obviously, without Mike's guidance, the steady hand of our third wheel was somewhat adrift, and that's mixing metaphors. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it, uh, and it was nice to do uh, this story, uh, just to to put it in its perspective, by the way. We've already mentioned when it went out. The prior story before this was Mark of the Rani, and it was followed by Time Lash, which, of course, as everybody knows, is another big favourite of Ian's. <laughs> yes, I like all of that episodes, apparently. <laughs> we certainly yeah. indulge you, I'm sure. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, just before we go, just wanted to mention um, today, uh, well, actually, Thursday, uh, September the 10th, Big Finish announced uh, some new releases uh, with uh, one Early Adventures uh, second Doctor story with... Um, Fraser Hines uh, playing Jamie McCrimmon and the Second Doctor, and also uh, Terror of the Sontarans, which is the Seventh Doctor uh, meeting the Sontarans, and it's actually uh, co-written by Dan Starkey. So yeah, that's tie into what we've just done. So I thought I'd give him a bench. Well, let me do a little bit more clearing up. Let's uh, get those leaf blowers out and sort things out a little bit. Uh, that other interview was the Cultum interview with John Preddle and we were talking there about uh, the author of the Time Link books and the unofficial unauthorised guide to the continuity of Doctor Who and he's also the creator, researcher and writer of Broad W cast website and that's the one that um, keeps all the foreign air dates and worldwide transmissions of Doctor Who and that is relevant really to this story because of uh, as like you were saying when you first saw this it was uh, edited differently right all right that about wraps it up for us um the next thing that Dave and I will be working on because um we still haven't managed to track down uh, Mike from the time streams 
is a brand new Doctor Who. Yes, we'll be embarking on series series nine. Is that what we're up to now? Yeah, and better than that, Ian. We're going to bring some talent in, we hope. You know, oh. not just us two old hat. We're going to try and maybe have some guest commentators yes. in with those. Yes, definitely. So, yeah, look out for those on the uh, the streams as we uh, talk all over the new series of Doctor Who. So join us for that. Um, or if you're uh, joining us after that, check out uh, any one of our, our commentaries uh, from things from Doctor Who to uh, Torchwood, Luther, uh, any number of things. We've, we've Jekyll. Jekyll, yes. Um, so yeah, we've 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 done quite a lot, and uh, we hope you check it out. And if there's anything you're interested in us talking about the top of, of course, uh, drop us a line on our Facebook page or uh, at cultum.com. So until then, it's goodbye from Mr. Dave AC, and it's goodbye from Ian, the Sixth Doctor. Goodbye, everybody. Bye bye. Harry was uh, very prominent in this episode. I thought, did you? Sorry, why not? Still looking at the, uh, the, the 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 paused screen here. <laughs> Stop pouring that screen. <laughs> With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.